When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. We have a very special episode today. We have the one and only Michelle Young, the bachelorette herself, in the house. And we're going to break things all down about what's going on in her season right now. And we want to hear what she has to say. So, Mike, are you excited for this episode? I'm crazy excited to talk to Michelle, man. Absolutely. But you know how we do, man. We got to start with our hot takes first. So I actually want to bring up a, a situation that happened the other night. And actually, I could relate to this a lot. Um, so Mike, pretty much Chris S., right? Mm-hmm. He came out with this speech uh, right before the cocktail party was about to get started when Michelle came down saying how guys were not seeing her and doing the little things on the dates that make a woman feel special. And he basically called bullshit on everybody, right? He called out pretty much every guy in the room. And he specifically named Nate by name to Michelle. So what ended up happening is that Nate had words with Chris S and Chris basically just told him, listen, man, I was just speaking facts. Uh, I was just repeating the words that you mentioned to the guys in the group setting. And I just relayed that back to Michelle because I think it's bullshit. So basically what Nate had said in a group setting was that He wasn't worried about a one-on-one because he knew his time was coming, whether it was that week or another week. He sounded very confident, right? And being a fellow first impression guy, I know that feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know the feeling of getting off to the fastest start with The Bachelorette. I know about feeling really good about our connection and just really being excited about what's to come. And you know, really not even seeing those other guys in the room. But at the same time, I was also cognizant of where I was at all times and who I was talking in front of. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, these guys, these guys are going after your girl. You know what I'm saying? Like you have nothing in the bag, you know, in week three, week four, like there is still a lot of time left for different guys to step up. And you just got to keep doing you and moving your relationship forward with the bachelorette. And I agree. There's there's a lot of sharks in there, right? They want your girl. So I just think that Nate had a little bit of a hiccup. You know, maybe he was feeling himself a little bit, right? And, you know, deservedly so. Like him and him and Michelle, I feel, are a great match. But I don't think he's going to ever make that mistake again. In that situation that I was in as well, right, uh, I think it could be easy to start feeling yourself a little bit. But 
at the end of the day, like you have to remain humble, focused, you know, you you need to watch what you say in front of the guys that are actually competing for your girl, right? Because they are a bunch of sharks. Like they will use anything and everything in order to pull you down. And especially, especially Mike, I know there's one in every season, Chris S, right? There's always this guy on the season that he has absolutely no chance, right? But what what do the, what do they do to to stick around? They create some type of drama, some type of conflict to to stir the pot and get in the bachelorette's head, and they know their days are numbered. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you actually have to have a connection with the bachelorette. You can't just be stirring shit up all around and just not have a connection. So he will eventually go home. But I mm. felt that Nate gave him the opportunity to use mm. his words against him. And will it trip Nate up? I don't think so. I think Nate's going to go far. But he had to deal with the bullshit. And I, just, I my, my take is be careful. Uh, be, be aware of your surroundings in that type of situation. What do you think? My brother, we're going to disagree. And I okay, love okay. I, I love Talk it. We're going to gonna disagree. Look, the mistake wasn't that he was talking around a bunch of sharks. The mistake... Uh, was that he shouldn't have said it. Nate shouldn't have said it, period. Nate shouldn't feel that way. I don't care if it's you, my brother Brian, that get the first impression rose. I don't care if it's representing Austin, Texas, Nate, either, or whoever it may be. You can never feel like you got it in the bag because night one, you didn't feel that way. And I think that what you're doing is setting a precedence for who you may possibly be down the road. Yeah. 50% of marriages end in divorce. One of that big reasons is simply because you stopped caring as much about that person. You started putting them to the side more. I don't care how confident you are. You got to do a check-in. He should have said it, period. I, yes, I, I'm also, fine. Chris is going to go home. We know that Chris going to go home. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, you all agree with that on that part, but Nate should have said that, period. I feel like Nate, again, it's not what you say, it's how you say it and the way it comes out, right? I think if you would have been like, Listen, man, I'm just appreciative whenever I get that one-on-one. If I get it, I may not. I don't know. But every time that I meet up with Michelle, I'm going to give it my all, and I'm going to try to advance my relationship. So whatever that, that is, way better. that would have been way better, been right? Way better. So way I guess better. that's my thing. Like, the way he made it sound and the way other, especially Chris S., he took it. He took that and ran with it. He's like, oh, this guy's, you know, this guy's real cocky. No. When I get when I get advice to people or when people give me advice, they don't, when it comes to relationship, they don't say, well, Think about how they will be. They say, think about how that person's acting right now. So yeah. Nate should have said it that way if that's what he meant. Period. He didn't You're say right. it that way. So there he didn't say it that way. So therefore I'm gonna take you at your word. So you basically said he was the way he was boasting about it, you know, yeah. that that's him. That's Nate. I'm not I'm just saying that that's in that situation, that's him, right? In the sense of he feels super confident. I mean, the dude is a six foot eight Chris Brown. So I mean, I would feel super confident that myself, helps, yeah. right? But <laughs> He could have been way better with his words. He he wasn't. He felt very comfortable. And yeah. I mean, I still, of course, I still, he's still in my top four. It wasn't like a a thing where, oh, Michelle going to send you home right now. It was just yeah. more of like. This she, wasn't a Jamie situation. Yeah, it wasn't a Jamie situation. She just need to check him right quick. You know, hey, I like that you're confident, but I don't like that you're cocky. Oh, and she, she let him know real quick. Like she sat yeah. him down and was like, uh, Nate, you do not have anything in the bag. Like this thing is still wide open. Like. Correct. Stop feeling yourself so much if that's the case. Michelle did the right thing. I'll say that. Yes. Yeah. No. Listen, if there's one thing Michelle is going to do on this season, is it's going to be put people in check. Like, it doesn't that. matter who it is, right? I love that. Yeah. Love no, that. that's that's what I love about Michelle. She's very, 
uh, no nonsense about the way she's handling her business. No, completely. Now, I do say, like, from your point, you got the first impression rose as well. And we we know Chris is going to go home, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's not, he's not a contender. No. But like you said, Nate could have an opportunity to make it a whole lot better. Yeah. He had an opportunity to like, excuse me, capitalize on that completely, but he just chose not to feel himself a little bit too much, you know, just too lackadaisical in that regard. And I hope that it won't ever happen again. Now, I just really want to talk to Michelle. I can't wait for her to come on because when she does come on, I just want to ask her like, we know that she checked Nate, right? But we know that she likes Nate. So in a, in a in a lead position, how do they know that that person really likes them? I mean, if if there's anything that's really, really strong, it's a woman's intuition. I think she's just got to roll with it. Trust her gut, right? I mean, that's what they always say. And, you know, I think after talking to Nate, I think this is going to be good for Nate. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to turn this into a positive. Hopefully he can keep his mind right the rest of the way. But sometimes we need to get checked. We've talked about this before. So the fact that she stepped up and was like, hey, listen, Nate, by the way, you don't have it in the bag. Like, you still need to pursue me. You still need to, you know, engage and see me, as Michelle likes to say, right? So I think this could be a good thing and turn this into a positive. And he's going to actually step up even more so than he previously probably did, you know, especially on that date. Because nobody was paying attention to her on that date. I mean, it was sad to see. I'm like, what What are these guys doing? They're having pillow fights. They're, you know, having facials, you know, and then on the side, getting mm-hmm. their feet done and whatnot. And it's like, is anybody going to talk to the bachelorette? Like, I think one guy, if one guy would have taken her and just, they could have been gone for hours. And these dudes would have still been doing what they were doing. Like, that could have been such prime time for one individual and nobody stepped up, which is really sad. It, com- completely sad on that part. And that's why I can't agree with Nate on that part, bro. He he was wrong in that in that instance. Like you said, I think of an old Bible verse, right? Or I don't know if it's an old Bible verse or just an old Southern verse. Spoil the rod, spoil the child, right? Okay. And using a, a a term within teachers, if your teacher doesn't discipline you, you may not get those good grades. You may not be as good as a student as you can be, right? Discipline and or being checked by Michelle, you know, Nate checking, uh, checking Nate. Discipline is not a bad thing. I don't want people to think that. He deserved to be checked. She checked him. And now, you know, they can move on about their merry way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think at the end of the day, it'll be good for him. But Chris S, he stuck around, right? He got that final rose of the night. So it's going to be interesting to see that dynamic between him and Nate because they had words. They were, you know, they were, they were pretty close to each other uh, when I mean, they were speaking. I mean, hopefully Nate, Nate just says, hey, my bad. <laughs> hopefully Nate just says, bro, my bad. You was right. And then he could be, and then he could play with him. Yeah. My bad, bro. You yeah. was right. I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm still feeling her more than you feeling her, you know? So I'm still going to, you know, feel as if she's my woman, but yeah, he could still be like a little, a little confident with him, but you know, a little boy's talk, but it'll be nice to see Nate. If Nate simply had self-awareness self-awareness there you go thank yeah. you now you just have self-awareness that'd be all no and i i agree but at the same time coming from me yeah focus on michelle like take chris out of your mind like nip it True. in the bud right away True. when you talk to michelle and then just don't even worry about this dude that would be my advice to to nate moving forward um and specifically for michelle who you know was pretty emotional this episode right you know mm-hmm with what happened on the date, the guy's not really paying attention to her. Like, I think that after the fact, 
a lot of guys stepped up when they did speak to her. Uh, and I would like to specifically get give a shout out to Olu. I mean, they had, I would say they had like the talk of the night. I mean, he was emotional. She was emotional. You know, him growing up with three sisters, uh, you know, three black sisters that, you know, went through a lot of the same stuff that Michelle may have gone through. Right. So he could relate in that situation. And I just thought they connected on on a whole nother level than anybody else. And it showed because he got the rose at the end of that group date. So, you know, just shout out to Olu. Yeah. These are conversations that need to be had. These yeah. conversations that people need to know because, you know, my sister, uh, the women in my family have gone through these things and it doesn't get talked about in this light. So I really appreciate saying that. Absolutely. Um, well, let's get Michelle to talk about it. Let's do it, man. I'm ready to bring her on. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Classes in session. Oh, classes <laughs> in session. We have the teacher in the house. What is yes. going on, Michelle? How are you? Uh, hello, hello. I'm I'm good. I'm doing really well. I'm excited to be here. Uh, we're excited to have you. It's great to see you. You've been killing it this entire season on the TV screen, off the TV screen. Just amazing woman that you are. Thank you so much for being here today. Yes, appreciate you. Thank you. So let's get right into it. Uh, this is a, a big week coming up or a big week that just occurred. Um, very emotional week, right? Like talk to us about, I just want to hear what your favorite date was so far throughout your journey. Oh, that's so difficult, but I feel like my all time favorite honestly was the poetry date, which coming into this, if you would have asked me if writing a poem and being vulnerable was my favorite part, I would say no way. Um, but I felt like that was the date where I was able to actually learn the most about the guys on the group date because everybody truly did open up and you saw a different side of them and they got to see a different side of me. And so it was like this raw moment where everyone kind of laid everything out on the table and it showed me a lot. Uh, that's, I love that date. Uh, I think that all the guys did amazing. You, we spoke about you before in our podcast about something that you had said, pick last, uh, for prom but pick first for basketball can you go into yes. that, that touch me <laughs> i i was hoping that one hit home for a lot of people and for me it was just you know growing up in minnesota i truly was the only person of color in a lot of my classrooms all the way up until high school and you know i i was the nice girl and i played basketball and all these different things and it's like you make friends but nobody really connected with you or wanted to get to know you or, you know, related to you as much it felt like, or for me anyways. And so with that, it, when it came to dating, it was like, 
you know, everyone liked me, but it, it was never me going to prom or going to like getting asked to go to these school dances. It was, yeah, I want that girl on my team, like during gym class and basketball and, and, and those types of things. And so that's something that really just kind of hit home. And when I was able to share that experience, that's, that's the first thing that came to mind. Um, Michelle, I have a, a follow-up on that. You had mentioned that you basically had like a transformation in college, right? So you and Martin on this last date were talking about, you know, and how in your younger years you weren't good at expressing yourself, right? But then when you came back from college, your mom noticed a difference in you, right? Like what were those college years like and how did that kind of make you blossom in a sense? Yeah, I think where I kind of hit this turning point is, you know, playing division one basketball in college, there was a lot to balance with school, with being in the public eye. And there were these moments where you just, you know, kind of take so much on your plate that you crack. And I had this moment where I just cracked and I'm not a person who likes to ask for help. And I had to ask my family for help and just kind of guiding me through it and not putting that game face on all the time and really starting to let my family in and my close friends in and then you know coming home from college and moving into a journey like this where you truly are pushed to be vulnerable and talk about your feelings and you get good at it whether you like it or not and i've just i've seen all of that work and and my ability to be able to just let loose and actually surrender to being vulnerable and what it's done for a lot of my relationships yeah. Mm, Does okay. that vulnerability make you feel like you can connect more with other people more? Oh, yes, absolutely. Even with just my friendships. And it, it's not necessarily that I was super closed off. It was the fact that, you know, I was kind of the person that my friends came to to ask for help and advice. Yeah. And I, I love being that person. But it, for me, it was letting people be that person for me, too. And really talking to them about that and allowing my friends to help me and allowing them to see me when I'm struggling and admitting when I'm struggling. And when I was able to do that, I think that's what really kind of, you know, she's human. She's not a robot. You know, it's, it's easier to connect with, too. And so finding that yeah. balance. And I feel like that that's kind of what's really allowed my friendships, relationships to blossom. That's what's up. On that Absolutely. day uh, that Brian asked you about your and your favorite day being the, the poetry date. What do you feel the guys took away from learning about you as the, as they're the woman that they're going after? I think with being in the bachelorette position, you know, you could be, you could come off as this person that, I mean, well, I guess it's just easier to be in this position where it's like, you're the one that's desired and you know, you're the only female in this group of men. And it's like, everyone wants to be in that position where you're sought after. But I, with that poetry date I think what I wanted the guys to understand the most is that my life hasn't been like that you know like it's not like people are lining up to date me or get to know me and and again that you know it wasn't necessarily like me repelling anybody but it was just the fact that I just felt like others around me is who they kind of chose or went for and so in order for me to be accepted as me I needed somebody or I wanted the guys to kind of understand that pain and how I got to this point and, you know, that part of my experience and what it's kind of created out of me. And so I think that's why it was super important for me to not only talk about that vulnerability and that dating piece, but also being that woman of color and the emotions that have come with that. 
Yeah. I mean, you talked a lot about in the poem also about, you know, wanting to be seen, like feel like that's a, a constant theme. And especially we saw this yeah. last week where mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know what these guys were thinking, Michelle. Like I, I, I was telling Mike prior, I was like, how did one guy not just take the opportunity while these guys were doing their facials and their pedicures and all that crap and just take you like, they could have taken you for like three hours and you guys could have just had a one-on-one. Nobody would have noticed, right? Nobody would have noticed. Insane. I think where it's so hard though is like, I mean, I remember being on my first group day and it's so uncomfortable. Like, it's like, you have to override this human nature of okay so we're all in the situation where we're all going for the same person but you see that those other relationships in front of you and that's that's uncomfortable and that kind of makes you want to run but for me I feel like I really kind of laid that out there on day one and said like this is going to be uncomfortable but in order for us to get anything out of this you have to be willing to you know interact with each other and make that first move and so I think that's why I was really struggling with that and had a really difficult time with that sleepover date is because I felt like I wasn't looking for attention and I wanted the guys mm-hmm. to understand I'm not looking for attention. I'm looking for a connection and I'm looking for somebody to be willing to go out of their way to make that with me as I was with them. No, I love that. How, when I was watching that, it almost seemed hard uh, to watch as a viewer. Cause like, you know, you're trying to get married at the end of this. These guys are supposed to be trying to get married at the end of this, but we see what's taking place. How do you even continue in down this journey when like before your eyes, you saw what took place? Like, and like you said, it's not attention, it's connection, right? So Correct. how do you go through that? It's this balance of being understanding uh, that we are in this, different situation and i think at times i was probably too understanding yeah um and probably needed to ask for more but like i said before like that's something that's hard to do and i i want to believe the best in everybody and i want you know i'm, I'm not a person where I, I just cut someone off right away i truly want to understand where they're coming from and their perspective and i get that it's a difficult situation but i definitely wavered for sure because there was that pain of you know, I knew that this journey was going to be difficult. I know that it wasn't going to be all flowers and roses, pun intended, pun not intended, but (laughs) all these different things. Right. But like what I really didn't expect to feel was the feeling of being unseen. And so I think it definitely took me a minute to kind of figure out what to do with that feeling. And if I wanted to press forward and I think what it came down to is that I had to show them how much it hurt and how much I really was struggling with it. And then from there on forward, I had to see a change. And that's where that decision-making came this into play. This is why play. we love you, Michelle. Yeah. That's why we, this up. is why we love you. Like, straight yeah. up. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so how did you, how did you feel after the fact? Because obviously when you let them know how you were feeling, I mean, the, the mood in the room completely changed, right? And all these guys started stepping up and talking to you. Like, how did you feel? Especially Olu. I mean, that was a very powerful conversation yeah. that you had with him. I mean, how did you feel after the fact, like after you let the guys know and their reaction to that? Yeah, it, it was so hard just because I even remember coming into that night because I remember actually back to the sleepover party, like when I stepped away, I remember being so uncomfortable and breaking down but also not wanting to show the guys that I was breaking down because I didn't want to ruin the vibe like I didn't want to take away from that 
And so, you know, going into that night, I just truly realized that I had to be honest and I had to lay it all out there. And the response that I got was this overwhelmingly supportive response, you know, where I don't want to come at them as in like, you're not giving me this. How can you do this? It was more so I really need to, I really needed to pull down all of my walls, show all of my cards, show that I was truly hurting. And it was really telling with how somebody would respond in a relationship because you want somebody who is going to take a step back and listen, you know, and really try to understand where you're coming from. And have the empathy and that sympathy. And so I feel like after that night, I was able to see how these guys honestly stepped up so quickly. Yeah, I think that's absolute maturity right there, right? Like you feel a certain type of way, you expressed it to them and they in turn took that and basically gave you at that point what you needed to hear. I mean, I think that's part of every relationship, right? I mean, people sometimes bottle things up and don't don't communicate and communication is key in every relationship i think the like you communicated with them in a very great way and i think the guys responded specifically after the fact which was a little too late but <laughs> better better late than never i guess right you know, yes um, exactly brian this is for you bro like and i want you to speak to michelle and myself and then michelle i want i'd love to hear yours take as well on this like brian i'm asking you because you know you're with my big sister rachel Lindsay, obviously your wife rachel who and she loves you by the way michelle <laughs> she's like completely 1000 percent rooting for you hoping you for you to find love and you know she just sends y'all are regards. y'all are well I, I i love that and uh so brian like i can't imagine being the lead right and like you said michelle you were talking about in regards to that date not the attention but having the connection i think of that sometimes as the entire season Right. Because, you know, you're going to get attention on the show, you know, like the, that's what they're going to do. Right. Uh, and but then we also know how many people make it out of this situation uh, together and married and have kids and all that stuff that we want to have. Brian, are you what's been y'all staying grace, you and Rachel and then Michelle, what do you think about? Like, What are some things you look at to make sure that it's not just attention for the show, but we have a connection yeah. throughout? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll be honestly for me, um, it's a very different reality out there. Right. I mean, right yeah. now, Michelle's in a bubble Yeah, and Rachel, for like what, the next two, three years, right. Or something like that. <laughs> Rachel even said it's like, sometimes you could see yourself with somebody in the bubble, but the, the point is, is to see if you can work with somebody outside in the real world. Right. So that's where Michelle is trying to decipher. And I think for me, uh, I was living in Miami. She was living in Dallas. It was a situation where we made a pact on the show that we were going to always put the relationship first. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. that was over anything, you know, doesn't matter where we live. Like as long as we're together, like if we're, if we're committed in this relationship, that's what we got to do and always stick to that. Right. And I think that, you know, Michelle, whoever you find, I mean, I think that's a a, a good golden rule to follow. Just trust in the relationship and put the relationship first always like everything else comes secondary yeah i couldn't i couldn't agree more than with you just with there's so many different layers i feel like being in this position adds to a relationship and oh yeah that was a huge concern or just something that i was almost hypersensitive 
to as I was navigating through all this because I talked with my parents and you know my family is very supportive but we're also very private and it's we're not on social media all the time you know we don't care about the spotlight and you come into this position where you don't have the spotlight and then you leave and you do and so it's like there's some different changes negative changes that could take place in a relationship too and so I was definitely making sure that I do my due diligence with asking these different questions and really kind of seeing where the priorities already lie with these men and where they feel like priorities should lie within a relationship and just having those conversations early on. And actually, you talk a lot about your parents and how, you know, they're so together. You want to model your relationship after them. Like, what is it about their relationship? Like, what are you looking that you see in them with one of the guys on the show? everything is just always a team decision with my parents almost growing up i was kind of annoyed at the point because they were they were just so on the same page where you couldn't you know my brother and my sister and i we, you could never get away with anything and so you so know wait, there you wasn't ask, like a good cop bad cop type situation no, not really not oh. really because i mean you know if you wanted to sleep over at your friend's house you would go ask you know i'd go ask my dad and my dad would say well go ask your mom. We need to talk about it. And then I go ask my mom and mom would be like, let me talk to your dad. And so it's like, there was, they were always on the same page. It was always a team decision. And growing up, it was like, Oh, you can't get away with anything or, you know, you couldn't play any sides like that. Your, your but, dad's a smart sound, man. Your dad's a sound smart advice. man. <laughs> exactly. sound advice. Yeah. I like that. Let exactly. me talk to your mother first. That's a very exactly. good uh, way to they take just, it. <laughs> they always made a team decision and they always communicated about everything and they always listened to each other. Um, they always took a step back when they needed to compromise. And so it's like growing up, I saw so many of those conversations right in front of my face. And it wasn't until I was older that I realized, oh, like this actually is not common in a lot of relationships, or this is actually something that's really special and unique. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of why I've been so picky in my relationships is because that communication piece I felt like is why they've been able to get through difficult times because they, they haven't always had an easy relationship and they've been through really hard, hard things in life, but they, they are madly in love. When I tell you that, like they laugh together, they have so much fun. They talk it out. It's just, yeah. It's doable. It's achievable. Yes. Say it for the people in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, Michelle, I just thought about this. You say growing up, uh, you know, being from Minnesota, being in the classroom, you were there up until like pretty much high school, the only person of color. Uh, now, you you the boss. You the boss position and you're a woman of color. You know, I just had to give you your Let's old go, rap. yes. <laughs> I, I just a little shout out. I never even thought about it just now. Yeah, represent that, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But now that you're a teacher, right, and you literally are creating the next future leaders literally quite quite uh within this country and even the world what have been some of the experiences that you've taken that you want to instill into the youth that you want to instill into your kids being able to have difficult conversations in my classroom i mean we have had so many conversations about race right and and not having these sugar-coated conversations in the classroom and creating this environment where these students can open up about their ideas and about their feelings. And in my classroom, I do have a very diverse classroom and these students come from very different backgrounds and they're able to share these things with each other and think about different things and build that empathy. And, you know, when they're 
really on the playground and are bonding with each other and having, you know, these different friendships. And then we go back into the classroom and can have these circles where they're speaking up and, you know, making goals, making, you know, giving ideas of where things need to be changed and all of that. It's just, it's been pretty amazing. And I think, you know, the academic piece, that's really important and all of that. But I think my favorite piece is being able to actually have these raw conversations. How did did that go, by the way? We have to. And how did those go? Like, because I mean, like in real time, obviously, like with everything happening in 2020 with George Floyd and the whole thing, like, Mm -hmm. how, how how did you navigate that with your kids? Like what, like, take us into Mm -hmm. your classroom real quick. Tactfully. I mean, it's something that you don't go into and just word vomit, right? Yeah. You know, coming in, I, I had a plan of how I wanted to communicate this. Um, being a teacher, a lot of times is providing the information, right? Having factual information. And then students are resilient and students are smart. Like these children are so smart. And honestly, it's more of me facilitating that conversation. And not just them sitting and listening to me, but me opening up a panel for them to talk about their feelings. And especially when you're in a classroom where you had, I had students that were directly affected, they Mm. shared their stories. And when you see that emotion, that raw emotion and those Mm. tears and, you know, the quivering and and the voices, like that's what you feel. And that's what the other students, students are learning. And so it just kind of opened up this environment where everyone could talk about it and we could bond about it and revisit it. And, you know, think about ways we could change different rules or things that we didn't like in our own community and being a good person and what that looks like. And so it was more setting the stage and the tone and the platform. And these fifth graders, I mean, they do some amazing things. And a lot of times they end up taking the lead, too. Shout out Miss Young's fifth grade class. (laughs) Uh, They're amazing. I think when a person becomes a teacher... You know, they know, you know, that you are going to be speaking to these kids, these students, these future leaders. But I like that you just said community. And the reason I like that is because in your community and our community across America, people in your position as teachers aren't just affecting the students. You are penetrating that household, that family. You know, those, I don't know about the conversations. Have you had any conversations with uh, students' parents and or faculty? that may have not have seen some of the things the same way? I think, you know, in the education system, the education system, it's so hard because everybody is, I mean, not even education system, just in general, everybody's at a different point, yeah. right? In your growth journey and your awareness and your education about race, all these just different controversial issues. Everybody's at such a different place. I think, in my community at my school, what we see is we want to make sure everybody's moving forward wherever that place is at. We need to move forward and we do need to move forward with like this sense of urgency. And it's important because, um, the students that we service, they all come from this diverse background and we have to understand what they go home to and what their lives are at home and how we can, you know, create an education, create a learning space where they're actually able to move forward, however that is. And so I think when you have a bunch of educators or just community members who are able to step back and look at it from the student's point of view and what they have to deal with, I think 
that makes it a little bit easier. To follow up on that same point to your uh, to your response to that, I, I just truly have never thought about this before, Michelle. You know, the things that you're, I guess it's awesome to get to be able to talk to you as a bachelorette, but then awesome, you're just a freaking phenomenal woman and a person in America, right? And so- Thank you. I, I'm, I'm still just curious as to if you have these honest and tactful conversations with students, you know, those conversations go home to their parents, that their parents, if they have some, a disagreement with you and, and like, mm-hmm. is it, is it dangerous almost? To, it's like, to are you speak, stepping oh, on any toes? Yeah. Yeah. By going too That's far with kids. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that the way that I've been able to conduct the circles in my classroom, the response that I received back was actually relief. It was oh, beautiful. These beautiful. students, yeah, it was these students' families coming back and saying, "Thank you for talking about this. Thank you for not, you know, grazing over it because it's George Floyd and all this stuff. Like that was happening right in the heart of where we were at. Mm. How do you walk into a classroom?" and not address it and pretend like everything's fine because it's not fine. It's really not. And what I found is that the families wanted to talk about it to their children. And a lot of them didn't know how. And Mm. so they appreciated that in the classrooms, we kind of, we took that first step in talking about it, you know, and then the students come home and they continue that conversation. And so I was, grateful to not have any negative feedback. Um, and you know, if, if I had, I think my response would have just been, I I think it's really important to learn these different views of everything. And I have a lot of students who have to deal with difficult things outside of their home. And it's not fair that for them to come to school and just have to put on a face and pretend like, Hey, we're learning math today. You know, we're learning long division. Like there's, long division is is important but like man there are so many other things that life lessons we need yeah. to be talking about and what are some of the like what are some of the what are some of those like activities and projects and like lessons that you implement in the classrooms that you know maybe other teachers out there you know with your experience what other teachers out there you know could use to pretty much provide support and just include all students, right? Of all races, all, you know, all genders. Exactly. That's a million dollar question, right? Like if I could, if I could show everybody this video and then everybody would get the exact same thing from it and then everything would be fixed, that'd be perfect, right? We wouldn't have an issue. But I think what it comes down to is actually building relationships, really strong relationships with your kids. And that looks different for me. That looks different every single year, my group this year versus my group last year and how they mold together, how they're, how they are individually. It's just, it's so different. And in order to actually step forward and have these conversations and have them be beneficial, your students have to know you care about them and they have to feel that you care about them and and know who they truly are. And I think that's what gets these conversations to propel forward. So it's not, you know, there, there are good activities and games or team building things that you can use, right. You know, to get to know each other. But when it comes down to it, it's, it's being able to sit down and have that raw conversation. And that's from a, you know, a fifth grade teacher perspective right now where we're able to do that. Whereas in kindergarten, it's going to look a little different or first grade, it's going to look a little different, but 
um, yeah, it's, it's creating that, that climate where you're able to do that. Don't you wish you had her as a teacher when you were trying to tell you, I don't remember Miss Young. Well, Miss Young, yes, you were a great teacher. Are, are you? Well, thank you. Currently teaching right now, right? Yes, I. Yeah, I, I'm currently <laughs> she teaching did not right quit now. Her day it's job. Been, that is wild. I did not. I just want the people. I, I just want the I listeners to know that. I uh, yes. I mean, there, the other day, literally had parent teacher conferences. I like got into my car, zoomed home to my family, and like got home they had dinner ready and then we we're watching the bachelorette it's it's so this weird so honestly amazing. i forget that That's i'm the bachelorette so it's, so it's crazy wild. because it's, i got yes. I, I got that advice from one of the producers it was probably some of the smartest the smartest piece of advice that i got on the show is like when you get out of this like go back to your regular life i think you're doing amazing michelle i mean going back and just you know going back to what you know and what you love yeah i mean that's what it's all about not trying to you know be an influencer and like just pick up some other career. Like I love, I love what you're doing. I mean, you can have like opportunities. Like I, I think everyone should embrace opportunities, but for me, like I have to be fulfilled. And right now that's in the classroom, not saying it's easy, you know, it might look like it's no. a breeze, but Hey, teaching, teaching in a pandemic, go check on your teachers because if, like, teachers, teachers are, are not okay. okay. Hashtag teachers are not okay. Teachers are not okay. We're not okay. Oh my That's goodness. Y'all need to y'all need to be paid way more than you do too. Right. I mean, let's talk. Can we talk well, about that? Just, I mean I will seriously, for sure. it was it was even when we, we had done that uh the bachelorette brunch we're kicking off the season and I was able to, you know, give the teachers who were there all these different supplies and they gotta fill up the bags with, you know, post it notes, scissors, labelers and these teachers are coming out and everyone's just crying. Happy oh, wow. tears. Like wow. just so emotional crying and you know it's like if you actually like step back and look at it for a second we're crying over post-it notes we're crying over scissors we're crying over a labeler because like we don't have these things in our classroom or you know you're pulling out of your own pocket and just teachers truly do so much of it just out of the goodness of their heart and they're expected to do that and they do it without complaining they do it without receiving a lot of money they do it you know with continually adding all this stuff to their plates and so it's like the fact you know if you see someone crying over post-it notes right you yeah. seem like take take a second real quick like and they, they're grateful for post-it notes that's insane and then y'all got us you know i was a part of the bad kid committee you know we've been bad to the teachers you know you got the, the students parents being mean to you as well so salute to all the speaking teachers of being bad, yes, speaking, exactly. of, speaking of being bad michelle i'm what? very curious of how mike was in the classroom when you're in fifth grade <laughs> oh he was a naughty boy that's, that's, naughty just, boy. that's, just, that's what bad. popped in my head <laughs> but let's say let's say mike was being naughty in your classroom like what are your okay. disciplinary uh actions like what how do you like do you put him in detention like, what do you do? Lines? I remember I the mean, lines. Like, I will not talk in class like a thousand times. Simpsons doing thing. That, that <laughs> is that is very old school. I don't even know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say I'm when older. I was back in elementary, but I feel like we're not that. I don't know. Michelle, Brian, Brian's, age, Brian's but... past 40. He's so past I was, 40. I was actually writing on pieces of paper. You now look they probably great, just do Brian. It. Thank you. you I appreciate great. it. They probably do it on like great. some laptop or iPad that you guys no, have now. <laughs> I know. I have never had any student write like something over and over and over again. I mean, maybe an apology letter, but 
I run actually I run a pretty tight ship. Like we I have the high there expectations and I and and I uh, know right. yes, because I know that they can do it. Um but they also know that I respect them and they respect me. And so, you know, we have a classroom where even our school, it's like you you get warnings. Like you're you're a child, you're not always going to do the same thing, like the correct thing over and over, right? You're gonna need warnings. We're humans. And we have this system where they get to hit the reset button right? Sometimes you got to step away for a second, but it's not like I'm going to put you in a timeout and then come back and give you a talking to. It's more of like, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a minute to reset. I'm going to teach you how to reset. And then I'm going to teach you how to refocus. And so we talk about different strategies. You know, we learn how to meditate. We learn all these different things that calm, calm ourselves down so that they can wow. actually reset and come back. That's a, yeah. It's the Kids get taught that. Yeah, you got, yes, you, I mean, emotions are huge. It's 2021, Mike, it's 2021. No, that's dope. I I love that. Like, I I love that. You gotta learn how to, you gotta learn how to, you know, deal with your emotions. Emotions are big. Wow, that is huge. Big things, you actually have to learn how to, yeah. And like you said, like, more so than long division and, you know, random subjects that we may not apply in real life. Like, those are the that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm so like, mind blow to me that, you know, I ain't got no kids. I ain't been in the classroom forever i don't know so to me that's amazing mike, right? mike you can come you can come read to my kids you can come read to my children 100 story, story oh, 100%. time with uncle mike i 100 yeah. percent will do it i would love it um that that one girl on uh the one young lady on episode what was it episode two yeah she was she yes mia mia is gonna go on to do great things but she yes, yes. i mean nothing gets past her like was she ever wrong no honestly yeah i love her I, yeah, like i love her she was a, she was an mvp <laughs> um well, she but, sure was michelle like you are exuding so much confidence your mother your mother said when you came back from college she noticed something different in you uh we've talked about not getting picked for prom, but getting picked for basketball, being uh, one of extremely few uh, women of color, black women, uh, to going on this show and your things that you had to do on this show and just not, again, not attention. That's not what we're looking for, right? I love that. I think that should be the title of this episode, right? So I'm, yeah. my question here is, you know, growing up with uh, all women in my household, then I feel like I'm probably gonna have nothing but girls. Like, what advice <laughs> would you give to young women trying to find that same strength that you have, that you exude? I think what's so hard about that now is that we have social media, Mm. right? It's like you're trying to teach these young women how to be confident and how to be comfortable with themselves. And then, you know, they, they have cell phones earlier on, they have TikTok, they have all these different things that they're being exposed to and compare themselves to. And it's like, that's the biggest thing. And we talk a lot in my classroom about putting that down put it away, be a kid, go outside and play, like be a good person. And, you know, we, we do affirmations. I've done affirmations with um, young girls at my school who, you know, are having, have, have, having a hard day. And there was this one girl who I met in the hallway um, and she was really, really struggling. She was struggling because she didn't like her hair that day. She felt like her hair was nappy. She felt like her hair was everywhere. And so I took her into the bathroom and we were yelling affirmations in the mirror (laughs) about, you know, 
about who we are. And so I was like, this is the one time where you can yell in school and not get in trouble. And so like, Oh, you you are my favorite teacher ever. (laughs) (laughs) We started with like, I love my hair. I'm like, no, you gotta yell it. And so by the end of it, she's screaming, I love my hair. I love my lips, all these different things. And I just, I really truly do believe that is that, you know, at a young age, teaching the youth to talk about that like it's okay to be proud about what that is and you know the human brain is a crazy thing but if you say it over and over again like you do start to believe it and and that's the biggest thing and that's the biggest change that i've kind of seen is being able to vocalize that like it's okay to be proud and it's a it's it's okay to vocalize that's that uh, as well. hidden she hidden bro i mean think <laughs> about how much that little girl's day was completely turned around you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, like, we do it once a week now. Uh, okay. We so make it's it. A we make it a thing habit. Now. I love it. It's, I love it. It is. It is. You know, and it's 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 this thing that everyone's different. But like for that young girl, that was the first time that I had met her. She's second grader. She, you know, when she's having a hard day, she does. She comes down. She checks in. I'm like, have you done your affirmations? Nope. Okay, let's go to the bathroom. Let's go. You know. Yeah. And then, and then it's her reset and it's her confidence. This building. is so, so it's like, oh, yeah. So and a lot of times you don't like, we always say like, you never know what somebody's going through and especially kids, Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? We're yeah. so young, they're so young and impressionable. And the fact that you take the time to check in with their mental health and give them those mm-hmm. affirmations. I mean, that's, that's teaching right there. You know Brian, what I mean? Michelle like, going to have her own school. She's going to have it. She's going to have oh, it. Oh, that's the yeah, plan. She wants to change the world. No, no, right? That's, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Oh, yeah. What did you think I meant? I love this. No, I love no. this. This no, is amazing. I just, so I, no. I want to I shift Michelle's gears. Excellence. I want to shift gears a little bit with your dating history and how everything's transitioned onto the show. Now, obviously, you said you didn't have a lot of dates growing up, but like, talk to us about your previous relationships, not on the show. But prior to the show, like, what did you learn from those that you were able to bring in onto the show? You know, I was in two very, like, serious relationships where I had that relationship where you're like, okay, this is my person. Hmm. I thought, you know, that I'd be spending the rest of my life with them. And um, as that relationship progressed, it just started to become more and more unhealthy and you know, when I take a step back and look at that, it was, I felt like I was never truly accepted in that relationship, you know? Um, and I felt like we couldn't have the difficult conversations. We couldn't have conversations where I could talk about race. You know, I felt like that other person was always playing devil's advocate. And that's really hard when you're in a relationship because I need you to listen you know, yeah. and, and I talked about that on the show with yeah, Rodney too, yeah, like that first time. Yeah. That first time where I, you know, someone was used the N word at me and with however I responded was how I deserved to respond. And the fact that when I got home, you know, you expect to be able to tell your person those things supported. and you expect yeah. to be comforted and supported and, yeah there were just all these situations where the support wasn't handled as I felt like it should have. And that's what really showed me. And I think for me in that position, I continued to change. Like I thought it was, okay, it was me, you know, it was me. Maybe I'm the one in the wrong and I should be responding like this. Um, or like I was in a situation where I was told that, you know, he had to get used to my, my, my curly hair. 
right? It's just something that I have to get used to. And it's like, yeah. in my head, I'm like, wait a second. Like, you don't have to get used to something that you like or accept. Yeah. It was just like all these different things. But, you know, I didn't really see it when I was in it. And then once I stepped out of it, that's when I was like, I wasn't allowed to be myself. I wasn't allowed to be Michelle. And I'm not ever going to step into a relationship where I can't do those things. But in order to know who Michelle is, I had to be vulnerable. I had to open up. And so I think walking into my next relationship, it was scary to be able to open up and talk about those things. But I definitely did it right off the bat because I I knew that I couldn't really move past a certain emotional point if I didn't know that or didn't feel that. You're making so many little young ladies out there smile right now. You're making so many mothers right now smile. You're making so many fathers out there smile right now. And be like, baby, listen to Michelle. No, do the talking. Just listen to what she got to say. This is a role model, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. We love that. So what's what's next for you? What is something that you want to do Ooh. that you desire? Where do where do I even start? Well, you want to change the world. Um, That's what you said. So I, yeah, where do I even start? Tell us exactly. your dreams. Tell us your dreams, Michelle. All my dreams. Okay, like my dream, dream. Honestly, my dream where I see dreams like when you shoot for it. I'm like, this isn't like I don't talk about whether it's like realistic or not. If I'm dreaming it and if I want it, I'm like, cool. Like, what steps can I do to get there? Exactly. For sure, but. Yes the biggest thing for me is I would love to open up my own school and it seems like a long shot. It seems like all this different, like all these different things, but truly if I can get students in a situation where I would love to be able to combine academics with athletics and training, um, being able to, you know, give them the academic piece, but then achieve that whole opportunity after school. You know, so many of my students, you have them at school and then they go home and they don't get the opportunity to be on a basketball team or to be in drama or theater, all these different things. And to be able to create your own system where that's actually provided is something that it doesn't matter at times what that child goes home to, because when they're at school and we're in that, they're in that after school program where you're able to really truly teach them all these different things. Like they can be their own successful like wheelhouse to move forward they can move themselves forward and i think like that's the biggest thing that i would love to do and be able to then you know pull teachers teachers in the communities all this different stuff who in high school i was in a first grade classroom teaching actually i went through this program where i got to teach in high school in a first grade classroom and this program targeted teachers of color and getting us you know into that teaching profession and so Hey, if I had my own school where, you know, I have the athletics, I have the academics and I can target, you know, these high school students to bring them into the community and work with these students, these younger students as well, and just create this whole system cycling through. I think you could change a lot of lives doing that. Would you like to establish it in Minnesota? Uh, that's a start. Yes. I'll start in Minnesota, but then, you know, you want to go countrywide. <laughs> Hey, yes, yes. Now, is as there, many people as possible. Is there anybody that, like you being a teacher, is there anybody that you turn to, like a mentor, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that's been a teacher for, you know, number a number of years that, you know, you turn to and, and seek guidance from? I think I feel like I have mentors in so many different parts of my life. So for teaching, there's definitely an administrator and a teacher that 
if I need something or I just always feel like I can learn so much from them. Um, and they're always up to date on like the most cutting edge technology and all that stuff in like the teaching profession. And then I feel like as far as like relationships, there's people in my life where, you know, when I'm seeking relationship advice, I can go there and then I have, you know, training and all that stuff. So it's, I feel very supported and I don't feel like I have this one person that, you know, has the answer to all my questions of all these different categories, but I feel like I have different mentors in all these different aspects of my life. Love it. Love this, it. So I guess yes, that's a roundabout way in saying yes. <laughs> you got Brian, a team. You got a team hey, on hey. your side. I got a team. That's good. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Brian, I, I love that team. question, bro. I love that question, Brian. And then Michelle, no, you guys I feel everybody needs a mentor, right, Mike? I mean, Absolutely, yeah. I have a I have a mm -hmm. business mentor. I mean, I think everybody should have somebody to turn to that, you know, has what you want. I have had so many different families, mothers people reach out even on Instagram and just say that by reading the poem or just by being on the screen and everything, how much it means to them. And I love being that for other people. And I think right now, now that I'm actually starting to get onto social media, you know, I am kind of looking around to see like, okay, who, like I'm, I'm looking to see how, you know, who I kind of align with and, and in that kind of realm of things. I love it. I love it. I love that. Michelle, we appreciate you so much for being on today. We know that you're super busy. You're probably grading some papers right after this. <laughs> Wait, I got to ask. I have a sports question. Yes. You love oh, basketball. Okay. Mm -hmm. You oh, love Lord, basketball. Brian, I do. I do love basketball. All right. Where do I you want ask a me? male and a female. If you were to play one-on-one -on -one with anybody, dead or alive, <laughs> professional question. basketball player, female okay. and male, who would you play? Oh, man. Male Kobe. Shout out, that, amen, one's shout out. that one's shout gonna hurt. That to one's Mamba. gonna hurt for That one's gonna hurt. Um, and female Maya Moore. Okay, Maya Moore. Let's, Maya yeah, Moore. Maya Moore. Let's go. I mean, you want to talk about Maya. a role model? <laughs> yes. I mean, she gave up her career Definitely. for mm -hmm. criminal justice. I mean, that mm -hmm. she's amazing. She's amazing. I'm, that that's yes. I love that pick. That makes yeah. sense for Michelle. She just Michelle's going down the same path and just complete amazingness and learning how to give back and knowing how to give back. Absolutely. And do good for the youth. I love that. That was a great question, Brian. Look, you hit it, boy. I like that. Appreciate it. I like that. that in a little bit. Yeah, I like it, right? So, Michelle, last question. Are you right. happy? Yes. I would say that I am very happy. I'm happy okay. with where I'm at. It's been a whirlwind. You know, I'm I'm learning as I go. Are you it's happy? A lot. So you're know. happy with how everything turned out? I'm happy with where I'm at. Look at you trying to press. I had to. I had to. I had to. Y'all were on my team. I'm going to shout out Brian. Normally, I'm the one that'd be coming, but I'm like, I'm like, the producers are in my ear like, Brian, shut the hell up. Brian, did we just do a good cop, bad cop? Because normally, I'm the one that'd be coming at people. Like, he did it today. You know, we got to try to squeeze some tea out of every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm very happy with where I'm at. Um, you know, I think with regardless of how this thing ends, it's just, I learned so much and I'm in a good spot. It was an amazing opportunity. I met amazing people and I'm headed in a good direction. And so it's, it's hard not to be happy. <laughs> Amen. I love it. Well, so, okay. Okay. Michelle, we're having yeah. you back on next year, next season. And 
Okay, perfect. I want to know what is the one thing that you're looking forward to to tell us about that's going to happen by next time we have you on the pod? Manifestation. Let's do it. Oh, what is the one thing I'm looking forward to telling you? That is a, that's honestly, that's probably the hardest question. <laughs> in regards to. Why is that so difficult? Because it's not right. about, not everyone's going to ask you about this. Not everyone's, because you're the bachelor. That's what we, everyone wants to know about. But we love Michelle for you, right? So what's the one thing in regards to what you that. got going that you're like, yo, I can't wait to come back on talking now and tell them. <laughs> hmm. Maybe she's. Ask me. Did you say that I was going to be stumped? I know. I was going to say. I was going to say. I want maybe. you. I want you to. I want you to check. Now say it. Say I want it. you to check in with me. Okay. <laughs> Tactful, right? I want you to check in with me about my goals. It's going to be like a little accountability thing. You're going to be like, okay. "Where are you at with it?" From the last time we talked. Like, what? What different steps have you put in motion? Done. Because now, now, if I come back and I'm like, crap, I got nothing to share. Uh, the pressure's on. The pressure's on. The pressure's on. You know, you're little, my, my little accountability partner. I got right you. Here. I'm good at that. Along with the whole world. <laughs> Everyone's going to hear it. Everyone's going to be like, Michelle, did you do this? <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. I'll be ready. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, it was a breath of fresh air and can't wait to see what you do in the future yes michelle you are killing it on the season continue to do so which we know you will and uh thank you for coming on today yes i appreciate you both it was very refreshing to be able to talk it out with y'all thank you <laughs> look at her she, she <laughs> like, it was like therapy it was like therapy Oh, come, wow. come back yeah. anytime. Come well, back we're, anytime. We're keeping that part. Nobody's <laughs> editing that out whatsoever. <laughs> I don't think the other podcast got therapy. All right. We're therapy. All right. It was therapeutic. You know, it was a good balance. We talked about realness. You know, I feel like we talked about everything real. We yeah. talked about the stuff that matters. I love what Michelle said. It's not attention, it's connection. She is I'm the. Telling uh, you, bro. She's like, Trademark that shit. <laughs> Trademark. She's, she's going to 100%. This is, okay, this is weird to say. But it, it, it's what came to my mind. She's like the Barbie, right? And what I mean by that is she's like, you know, she's the, the, the girl that every all the girls want to be expired to be like. Yeah, yeah, 1,000%. And I think she's just showed so much grace and class and assertiveness, right? You know, she's not putting up with the BS. Like, she calls you out. She will let you know what's on her mind. And I just, I mean... We're therapy, Mike. Like we are therapy. I feel like that is <laughs> yeah. one of the best compliments. You I'm know trying to tell like, you. With all the with all the drama that she's going through right now, you know, the season yes. going on, the stress with her teaching gig. I mean, we were we were that place we were to come and just talk let it, it all out. out and talk it out. Yes. I love that. I love give that. Us, give me some pat on the back. <laughs> give me some pat on the back. That was amazing. Uh, to be honest, Michelle made it easy for us. She's a she's easy to talk to. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I think we her. covered so many like different topics, right? We really you know, did. Her, her career, you know, her, her previous uh, dating history and relationships, what she went through growing yeah. up in Minnesota, uh, you know, her future dreams. I mean, she's going to be doing big things. I have no doubt. I mean, she's going to, I, I can see her pulling a LeBron and, and putting up a school. She's going to pull up a LeBron. For sure. I'm going to have to hit her up. She says she needs everybody. Listening, make sure you hit up Michelle. We're going to be all her accountability partners. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, 
to all our fans out there, all of our listeners. We absolutely love you guys. Thank you for making Talking It Out what it is today. And thank you for tuning into today's episode. Definitely. You know, we always love to hear your opinions, your stories and your insight. For those of you that tell me about myself, you know that we listen. So please keep doing it. We love y'all for it. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow, and message us on social at Talking It Out. BN. That's talking about B as in Bachelor in as a Nation on IG, Bachelor Nation on TikTok and Facebook, and of course, Bachelor Nation on Twitter. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and listen to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And baby, don't DM me no more until you hit that subscribe. Love y'all.